It's your favorite time of the morning. The Forum at 8. Favorite time of the morning on AM Live. That's eight minutes after eight. Thanks for tuning in to AM Live. It's time for the Forum. And this morning, we're taking a look at um, the renewed urgency to reduce the number of provinces that we have in South Africa. And we ask, what is the rationale behind this? Now, the ANC um, uh, is set to continue with plans to reduce the number of provinces in South Africa from nine to six. And uh, this decision was, uh, of course, taken back in 2007. Uh, but the call has been made at last week's policy conference um, uh, to actually set up a commission to look into this and that that work should be completed before the party's elective conference in December. Uh, the ANC says the call for the reduction in, uh, is a bid to improve service delivery and has nothing to do with the upcoming elections of 2019. So we want to hear, what, what are your views? And I did at the start of the show this morning give some of my views on uh, the uh, provincial structure, the, the, the that second tier of government. And, and I have always felt I don't understand. As I said earlier, for me, the reasons for its existence are outweighed by the reasons for why we can do without it. That's me. But I want to hear from you. What do you make of this new proposal? And uh, you can give us a call on 0891-104-208. You can SMS us on 40938, uh, charged at 150 per SMS. And you can also tweet to Facebook at AMLive on SAFM or at Sakina Kamwendo using the hashtag AMLive. And joining us for the discussion, Mr. Obed Bapela, ANC NEC member. Thanks for coming through. Thank you very much, Sakina, and to the listeners of SAFM. And we also have Mr. Joe Mavuso, political analyst with us this morning. Thanks for your time as well, Mr. Mavuso. Good morning, Sakina. Good morning to the deputy minister and your listeners. Mr. Um, uh, Bapila, let me start with you. Um, uh, just to talk us through very briefly um, the ANC's deliberations around this particular matter. Well, maybe let me start by correcting just one aspect that the commission to be set up and then report before the elective conference in December. We said we only want the commission to be established so that it could go into investigation, research, consultations, public hearings, submissions that may take a longer period that we understand because we need to involve the people. The people must speak on this particular issue. So it will be too short for the commission to be established and report within six months. But the establishment of the commission is what we said ought to happen because the resolution is long. It was taken in 2007. It's long overdue. Therefore, the establishment of the commission is what we are urging. And then the rest Fair of enough. others will then go. And thanks for that correction. Well, otherwise, what, 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 what the policy conference was looking was why has this resolution not been implemented? And uh, because when we look at the situation currently, we, the compromise of the negotiations of 1994 is that nine provinces model is not an effective model. One. Two, it continuously produces poor provinces and rich provinces. And therefore, this project of building a united, non-racial, non-sexist, democratic and prosperous South Africa, it's not been achieved and realized. So why don't we go to a model of now taking these resources away from the provinces and take them to the local level municipalities where services ought to be delivered and then developed as other cities are doing all over the world, the city development model. 
and and I think Gauteng, uh, as it is already embraced the city region model of development, we have identified hundred nodes that are now urbanizing in South Africa. As you know, that urbanization is now a phenomenon of today, particularly in Africa. And in South Africa, almost 66% of South Africans will be living in a city space by 2050. And already that is the indication in the statistics. So why don't we then begin to then look at those urban nodes, develop them into city or towns, so that then in the disintegration of a national United Nation can then be realized. And the services be closest to the people. Because when people march, they don't go to a province. They march to a municipality. They march to a councillor. And they demand services from that particular level of government. Therefore, then reduce the number and take all these resources that are there to the municipality space and then begin to look at the urban development, special planning, and deal away with apartheid legacies and so forth. That is the whole objective. Yes, uh, we are not doing away with provinces at the goal, but we say reduce them for now, so so that we could then begin to then focus on really taking the services down to the people. And one of the criticisms has, of course, been that this is just another way for the ANC to cling on to power, because by reducing the number of provinces, one of the scenarios that has been sketched is that the ANC would, for example, want to merge the Eastern Cape with the Western Cape, uh, thereby ensuring that they squeeze out the DA, for example, who are currently uh, governing the Western Cape. What's your response to that sort of criticism? Well, I do not know where it comes from, and it's imaginations by various people the commission, when it's established, it will then go deeper into the issues and look at the configuration of the country. It will look at the population, where is it moving to, and then which provinces and uh, can then be pulled together so that there's just one single administration for a bigger geographic space with more resources going to where the people are and where it matters most. And I, I, and then if we had really intended it for 20 resolutions should be there so that then we can then have a new country or new with new provinces or lesser provinces by 2019. But we know that it's not going to be feasible to do so because consultations and engagement and discussion ought to take place based on the scientific evidence and research and then submissions and engagements with the people. And we know, of course, Joe Mavuso, that uh, there would be um, constitutional um, issues that need to be taken into account yes. as well. Mm. But, but well, what do you make of this proposal? Well, obviously, what oh, oh, is not me. That's what Joe. <laughs> Joe? Sorry, Joe. That was a mistake, not the move. Yeah, you <laughs> see why you should be in studio, you see? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, yeah, the the the, the making uh, as it is, um, it, it is a proposal to be engaged by all, uh, but from a distance where I'm uh, when I'm listening to uh, the deputy minister and what has been uh, documented uh, in the media, um, what we have currently as a constitutional giving. Uh, uh, dividing our country into nine provinces. Remember, in the in the old nationalist government uh, party, we we were almost like in four quadrums uh, divided. Uh, the whole country in in, in, provi- in almost like provinces, but now it has increased to nine, so that we can reach out to everybody in all areas of our country. Um, 
and now reducing them, we are going back almost closer to the oldest, and whereby public participation and people making meaningful decision-making in their own lives is going to almost be narrowed one more time. Because uh, if you look at the size of South Africa, it is quite huge compared to the other countries, especially uh, internationally. Their rural areas are much more modernized, the technology is much more fast, and it allows them to be closer, even if they've got fewer provinces. Um, and literacy levels in our country also make sure that um, we still have got to develop in those areas whereby even if we've got fewer provinces, the, um, the people could still one more time be able to be active in their own citizenry in those uh, provinces. So it seems to be a much more difficult um, phenomenon to, to look at. Perhaps a, a research and a study can bring us much more light, but from a distance, it is going to be a challenge. But if you look at the other reason that we have had so far, that of uh, expediting service delivery, if we cannot expedite service delivery in the manner where we are now, what more when we are bigger, when we are larger, how that can turn into a success? So that can still need still to be investigated, but so far it doesn't look promising. And, of course, uh, looking at uh, what the Constitution and Schedule 4 of the Constitution list as a functional areas at which both the national parliament and provincial legislatures can pass legislation. And uh, you look at things like, um, for example, uh, what the provincial legislatures can do is um, they can do um, the uh, uh, regulations with regard to uh, facilities such as billboards, display of advertisements, uh, cemeteries, funeral parlors, crematoria, fencing and fences, local sports facilities, noise pollution, um, street trading. And when you look at what uh, the provisions are in Schedule 4 and in Schedule 5, again, it, it, it does beg the case again uh, to ask about the relevance of the provincial tier of government. Why can't we simply have a system that goes from national to local government where the delivery actually takes place as opposed to spending money in this provincial tier? And I'm not quite sure what it is that we are spending money on because if policy is set at national it's not like the MEC can change the policy at provincial level. They still have to implement what the national minister, um, you know, um, comes up with at national as policy. So why then can't we just have a system that speaks to national down to a local government, uh, uh, Joe? It, it, it is true. Um, um what I foresee uh, the, the new system or proposed system could do, it's, it, uh, it, it's just enlarging legislatures because you are taking um, a bigger area whereby each area must still continue to have its constituency whereby people are represented and those people must form a bigger legislature and the cost there is going to increase per cent. However, you mentioned the role of municipalities that can uh, uh, begin to fulfill your section four, uh, uh, five, uh, uh, the schedules of the municipality of the functions of government in the constitution. That can still be done by the municipalities. What is going to fall out if we this process goes on? I foresee district municipalities being um, being taken out because then 
provinces would have come closer to that as an area of this, the role of district municipalities. But municipalities for so far are, are the closest spheres of uh, government to the people, and we need that. We need people to be active, to be strong in deciding their own fate in, govern, in governance. So if you enlarge, it's going to be much more um, uh, 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 cumbersome for people to have a say and a strong and, and active participation in their own destination. But on the flip side, you would have more money to spend because then the money would not have to go through another tier before reaching the people where service delivery is meant to take place. On the contrary for me, look at it this way. There's money at local municipalities, uh, and if, if, if the district, the provinces are being grown bigger, it's just collating the monies that were otherwise supposed to be going to municipalities into one pot. That, uh, that is not a magic into making service delivery to move faster. Instead, there's a possibility that it may take longer because there's this accountability of how we spend that money and uh, receiving. And if everything goes to one central place in that province, it, the, the time spent or the, the turnaround, it may be a delayed turnaround more than when it is done at a localized area or at a province level. The way the divisions, according to the spheres of government, are, they seem to be manageable now. So perhaps let's uh, perfect this system more than creating another one. Looking at a comment from Spiwo on Twitter, Spiwo says, the ANC becomes more populist as it loses power. When Azapo raised this issue in 2009, the ANC rubbish them but i remember the anc was not this was not necessarily the brainchild of the anc to have nine provinces the anc were not actually in favor of the nine provinces but they did subsequently fall in love with the idea it seems mr babel well it was part of the (laughs) outcomes of the negotiations yes and uh, and it was part of what you call the compromise in order to take south africa forward at the time and uh, and then anc has always been for unitary state and then on obviously in the negotiations, the federal elements of the state were then introduced, emphasized as part of the start of the building of a new South Africa. 23 years into democracy, let's then begin to say, hey, is it working, the model? Is it taking us there or not? And my view is that it's not. And therefore, the rationalization, not still doing away completely with them. My favorite one will be doing away with provinces. But I then say rationalize them so that we could then release and discharge more resources to go to the municipality. Because currently, in the share equity, the municipality only gets 9%. And, 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 and then almost 43% goes to the provinces. And, 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 and therefore, in that way, we need to uh, rationalize the provinces. And it does not mean increase the size of the legislature. You can just work on a model. because streamline. Streamline, because they don't do much. Uh, do, uh, policy, they don't do much legislation, and, and yet we've got this cost of running administration of the legislatures. And we then ask ourselves, what is it that they're doing there? Whereas if we then say, go to the municipalities and give them more power and space, and the participatory democracy begins there, and then those that are of provincial nature concurrent with the national, like education, 
social development. Then we then define them. But the issues of the graves, the fencing, and the others are dearly, they must just go to the municipalities and provinces should not be doing anything with them. And and, and, and I think those rationalization will include the functions and the responsibilities so that we could then begin to empower municipalities. And the skills that are sitting in the provinces can then go down to the municipality because we need capacity, we need capability there, we need to make sure that municipalities are stronger and able to be responsive to the needs of the people on the ground and deliver quality service uh, to our people. And I think that is the rationale in terms of uh, Lona. And uh, ANC raised it around 2007. I don't know what was Azapo saying in 2009, but already in 2007, the ANC said this model has produced a nation, but now we need to relook at the issue of prosperity and then servicing delivery, uh, I mean, delivery service to the people. Therefore, the nine provinces are cumbersome. Well, let's find out what our listeners think about this. 0891-104-208 is our call-in number. This morning we're looking at uh, this call to reduce the number of provinces. And we ask, you know, um, what do you make of this? And uh, explain to us what you think could possibly happen what could or couldn't work or why it would or wouldn't work. And um, as Mr. Papilla said, it's something that the nation needs to discuss. Uh, But uh, some of the comments coming through are saying, really, Um, uh, discussing the people, something that the ANC is really not good at, listening to the people. So let's hear your views. 0891-104-208. Before I get to the lines, let me just read through some of the calls. Buzwebake says, uh, can they stop looting and corruption first and do away with all the unnecessary consultants reducing provinces won't improve anything uh, with the current status quo. Tabo Danielle says there's nothing wrong about our provinces but there's everything wrong with our systemic admin. China has more provinces than us. Uh, Gwena says um, this realignment of the provinces will never see the light. Um, Remind the ANC that they still need a constitutional amendment and uh, Sajini Ndenze, um, they can reduce Reduce the provinces, but they won't change anything. People will be needing service delivery. And this one says, Sakina, I've long said it, that the Eastern Cape should be split into two. It is too big. In every aspect, uh, the Western half is different to the Eastern half. So the West should go to the Western Cape and the East should go to KZN. Martha says, the ANC wants to reduce the number of provinces to six so that they can get control of all the provinces so they can put for corrupt premiers everywhere. Um, what will they do with all their redundant officials? Which is a very good question. You know, what then happens? Uh, you said some of them need to come go down to the local government level uh, to capacitate the municipalities. But, of course, many more will still be floating around. Uh, but is that necessarily something that we should be concerned about? Things happen. They can kick me out of the SABC tomorrow. Sibatle mm. says uh, nine provinces have always been a waste of resources. Clearly, the ANC is trying plan B in light of its slow death. And Edward Temba says South Africa should address land inequality, unemployment and education issues first because reducing provinces won't change our lives for the better. And uh, Musutu says uh, Dr. Mutualeri tries every day to make us understand how illogical it is to have provinces provincial departments, but we don't listen. So what are your views? 891 Let's go to the lines. Lawrence is calling from PE. Good morning. 
Morning, morning, morning. Morning, Sakiyam. So, Kina, I, I truly believe that the ANC is genuine when it when it says that uh, that we have like too many provinces because you know the thing was raised as the deputy minister said in 2007 already. But one of the problems of the ANC it never implements its policies. So even now also, I mean, I can guarantee you the next 10 years would come and absolutely nothing would happen to this. You see, you have small provinces like the Northern Cape. There are more people here in Nelson Mandela Bay than in the entire province of, of the Northern Cape. So, I mean, it clearly does not make sense to have the Northern Cape as, as a separate uh, um, province. What the ANC needs to do to ensure service delivery is to deploy a much better deploy that it currently has. Because most of the problems of the ANC is the type of deployees on on provincial, uh, on 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 uh, local, national, and on provincial government. So just by uh, 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 by bringing it down to six provinces, it that does not ensure that we're going to have proper service delivery. It's going to depend on the type of cadre the ANC is going to deploy in those um like in those municipalities a reduction in the number of provinces uh, was one of the proposals to come out of the anc's policy conference last week and this morning uh, we're passing you we want to know what do you think of that proposal uh, do you believe uh, that um, the we should have fewer provinces in south africa and do tell us why um you agree disagree and i said at the top of the show this morning i'm open to persuasion this morning you can persuade me but my position right now is that I don't see the relevance of that provincial tier of government. And um, for those of you who missed it this morning, I was saying, if you look at, for example, every given portfolio or any given portfolio for that matter, so you have a minister at national level, you have Ten, uh, nine MECs, which effectively makes it 10 ministers for one portfolio, plus a deputy who's not a member of cabinet, who can't even step in when the minister is not there. And each of those MECs then needs to be, um, you know, given the perks that come with it. You have an office, you've got support staff, the cars, the bodyguards, you name it. All of that needs to be paid for. And my question is, why? Because they are still, at provincial level, beholden to national policy. So why exactly do we need that tier? I'm open to persuasion. And Joe is trying. Joe Mavuso, our political analyst. I'm listening to Joe's arguments here. And I'm also listening to Mr. Obed Bapela. And I'm listening to your views as well. Why do we need all these provinces, or uh, should we be reducing the number that we have? I, for one, if, if I had a magic wand, would say do away with them altogether. But let's look at the practicalities involved in all of this. And our guest this morning, political analyst Joe Mavuso and Mr. Obed Bapela, um, who is an NEC member of the African National Congress. Um, just before the break there, let's just respond to Lawrence before we take more calls. Lawrence was talking about the lack of implementation. So it doesn't really matter what you decide upon. Um, you're so notoriously poor at implementation that it will just fall flat once again. Well, the policy conference did look at that particular issue. And we have been told also by 
citizens and the people of South Africa that ANC has the best policies. The problem with the ANC is implementation, implementation, implementation. And we agreed. And therefore, we're now re-looking at the organizational model that says, look here, we have this capacity of individuals and we tend then to take everybody into government. So the next NEC, there must be a proportion of them that do not go to government, they remain in the party. And then ensure that there's a capacity in the party for government compliance, implementation, to make sure that those ministers and those people that we deploy in whatever sphere of government municipalities do what we say we must do, implementation of our policy, implementation of our programs. And therefore, that is the resolution that we'll then have to capacitate Little House with a various loan institution, plus also the capacity of leadership. Uh, second Deputy President has been proposed. A second Secretary, Secretary General, Deputy Secretary General of the ANC has also been, been, been proposed as a model of an organization that can then begin to really focus and then really deal with this uh, enemy in the House called implementation. And yes, we, have, we are looking at it and we'll be doing that, including the capability, the caliber of the cadre and the people that are going to be put in there. And we are then say that there must be a proper screening where the people are sending in to go and represent, to go and implement, to go and ensure that government functions to the satisfaction of the needs of the people. The time is now and no other time. And I think we have learned our lessons and we have listened to what the people are saying and we are going to do it differently. Joe, let's just also reflect quickly on the cost um, uh, associated with uh, the provinces. Um, yeah, um, the, 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 the cost, according to the, I think, Section 214 and um, 227, if not mistaken, of the equitable share, that says every province must have its own uh, budget, but that is also will be uh, principled by the Constitution. Therefore, that says to me, for instance, um, the 9% that goes to the um, municipalities and the 43% that go to the provinces and the, the remaining, of course, uh, to the national government. The observation is that provinces and national government does not have constituencies. Uh, constituencies are with the people at local level. So no matter where this distribution of equitable shares is at, it, it still goes to the local people. So whether we've got a province or a national government that is budgeted for, where they implement the budget is at local level. So it wouldn't make much of a difference to say this money can better be used where it still goes to the same targeted population of South Africa, wherever they are in the country. So that shouldn't be a misgiving to say it could save us a bit better. But um, also taking a leaf from what Lawrence uh, in PE was saying, what, when I listen to him, is that perhaps we should take the development to the people because he was, his example was people in Nelson Mandela Bay are too many compared to the Afrofran areas of the Eastern Cape. Perhaps it is because people are moving where development is and we tend to overcrowd and still disrupt the municipal plans of development and perhaps the very province plans are disrupted by such movements. It is made worse now our borders that are not so strict that even people from outside the country are also making budget and implementation of the, for instance, the integrated development plans to be not being so functional and thus 
disrupt the very budget of the municipality. And the last point that the minister was referring to as well now is that let's also deploy capabilities into those areas where development is much more required. I mean, there's so much potential. You look at uh, Northwest. In Northwest, uh, there's an area called Freiburg that has got, um, it's, it's regarded as the, uh, the Texas of South Africa. But, I mean, to, 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 to transport meat or, uh, from Freiburg uh, to OR Tabo to begin to be exported, the distance is too far. And I don't think the national health standards will allow that. So let's go to that area in the in Freiburg in Northwest and make it in such a way that it, the economy can begin to boom when it comes to the meat industry in that area. And of course, some people saying that, uh, yeah, you know, maybe um, they would view this particular proposal in a different way um, if they were not skeptical of the ANC's actual um, motives regarding this. Well, I don't know this motive and the fear, and uh, but obviously I know that the opposition will always uh, spin and uh, say things that begins to say, no, the ANC is gerrymandering. They just want to win elections and control all provinces. Not that way. This resolution was taken in 2007. At the time, the ANC was popularly winning elections. And uh, and therefore, it had nothing to do with what is happening today and currently and what might happen in 2019. But we are just saying that the model must now begin to look at quality service delivery, must then answer whether we are building a united and non-racial and non-sexist South Africa, united in its diversities. And I think that is the project that Nelson Mandela said, let's build a new nation. In the building of the new nation, you must always reconfigure. You must also look at the structure that we have. If it's working well and good, where it doesn't work, you need to take on with it. We, we are doing it in the municipalities. That we had 400 municipalities in 1994 when we took government. And today, and then they went to 300, to 278. Today we are talking of 257 municipalities. Many of which are a mess. Well... A total disaster in many instances. I wouldn't the say AG's all of them. The report <laughs> tells us that that is not a good example, Mr. Bapela. But we have reduced the number of municipalities from being just 400 for the sake of having 400 because we had to non-racialize, we had to democratize, we, need to, we had to break your Captain Park, your Nigel and everything as independent towns with its own administration cause, a mayor, a speaker and everything and then bring the resources closer to one center called now a new metro. So why can't we then begin to look at that model? Rustenburg can be a metro tomorrow. Uh, Richards Bay can be a motor to tomorrow. Polokwane can be. And there are other urban nodes that are now on the rise. And let's then begin to take this cost. I, I know that Joe says that he doesn't see uh, the cost and then because whatever are, are is the money will still trickle down to the runner. But there's the administration costs that are there. To run a legislature every week uh, in every nine provinces is money. To have speakers there, it's money. So why don't we rationalize and a portion of that money be redirected from 9%, probably it can give us 15% or 20%, but later we can then also begin to say, province national can also begin to say, which are the other areas that national is doing, that municipalities with a capacity building. And then as we said, some are in MS, bring in better individuals in that system, 
capable individuals, skilled, who can then also be attracted to come and work there. So we need to do a lot of, of, of uh, reorganization uh, and in that space. The real fun and games would be to see what should be merged with what. But let's hear from our listeners. 0891-104-208. Taki in Pulukwane, good morning. Uh, morning, Sakina, and morning to your guests. Good morning. Yes. Um, uh, Sakina, what an interesting uh, topic uh, this morning. Um, I, I need to begin by saying that change is necessary, but it shouldn't be changed for the sake of it. Mm-hmm. Maybe the question we all need to ask is, what has brought the ANC to arrive at that conclusion? Or rather to put it in a better way, what research was conducted to inform this position? And what does it say in respect of what? I, I think we need to get to the nitty-gritties. We cannot just decide, wake up and decide about the provinces. What about the districts? I mm-hmm. think this, this whole thing needs to be looked at in a, in, a, in a holistic way. We don't want to address the province today and two weeks down the line then we start addressing the districts. I think um, I, I, I probably heard it from Joe, uh, to, uh, Mr. Mavuso, to say yeah. that maybe research, thorough research needs mm. to be undertaken because we, we don't want a government that just, you know, do something, react to something. And look now, people are misconstruing the whole thing. They even think maybe it is the ANC trying to do this in order to benefit that. So let me also ask a question. Uh, maybe if, uh, uh, Comrade Joe Mavuso or, or Comrade Obert, they will be able to assist. Um, this whole model of local government, where has it uh, worked successfully? If, if there is any place, I think that's where we can begin to go and look and find out whether the districts are really serving a purpose. And the last one, maybe the current model, what is good about it is that it has managed to create jobs from government's position. But if you begin to cut here and there, you're also going to uh, find a lot of people losing jobs, as it were. So the the, the last part is that, uh, Sakina, which I'm going to conclude on, is that um, it is obviously understood that lean and mean government is, is, is advocated in new public management whereby it is understood that, uh, you know, you will be, you know, uh, making your systems more effective and, and efficient. So we can go for it, but let us get the facts. Let us get the science around I it. I like that. Thank I you. like that, Kaya. Absolutely. Uh, because you are quite correct. We need to reimagine what we have, because if we're being honest, it's not working um, as well as we would like it to. But we can't just rush into the next phase and do something new that hasn't been properly researched. I totally agree with you, but we'll get a response shortly. Kaya and Richards Bay, good morning. Hello, Kaya. Good morning, Sakina. Hi. Kaya, yes. Good morning. Thanks for taking my call. Morning to your to your guest. Morning. My problem is is one as well. How many jobs are going to be lost as we configure? Mm. How many uh, premiums, <laughs> MEC, members, members of legislatures, clerks? You know, the livelihood of the provincial capital cities will be, in a way, be compromised. If we have creativity and and energy. Let us focus on how do we create jobs in this country? How can we ever industrialize this country and have many people employed?
we can be creative and, and, and have something that says somebody loses the job. We have not reached that stage. So I believe provinces will stay as they are. You can't give more power to municipalities that cannot produce game edit as we speak. We still have to work on so, that. I think uh, let, let me ask this question. On, on, on that yes. point, let me ask this question. If you say we can't spend more money on municipalities that are dysfunctional anyway, what, uh, what about yes. the oversight role that the provincial legislature is supposed to play? If the municipalities are dysfunctional, why are they not doing anything to rescue those municipalities from that state of affairs? So let us then empower provinces. Let us empower municipalities. Let us not shed jobs. We have not reached that point as a country where we can shed jobs. How okay. many jobs are going to be lost? How you. many families now are going to lose lives? Well, I get you, Kaya, and, 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 and we will discuss that. Yeah. We'll come back to it because there's a few things that I want to pick up on uh, with regard to that. But thanks for the call, Kaya and Richards Bay. Cyril and Coxstad, good morning. Good morning, Sakina, and good morning to South Africa and your guests in your studio day. I want you to hear me out, Sakina. Uh, you remember the last time I said the balance of the political power in the Western Cape with the Khoisan hands. Now, let's get to relevant issues. This is relevant to the provinces. Now, this, you know, my question to your guest is, will you agree that this is going to be the last nail into the coffin of the Khoisan when this, these provinces are changed from nine to uh, fewer provinces? So, yes, there was already, already alluded that uh, the Western Cape votes will be swallowed in. Now, let's get to other things that affect this. Uh, province, Western Cape. Uh, your guests are critical thinkers, I believe, and uh, carry a knowledge. In the Western Cape, according to the 2003 Framework Act, Traditional Framework Act, there are no traditional leaders in the Western Cape. Now, if government is going to change that province and bring other parts of the province in, which will allow other traditional leaders now to be present in the Western Cape, that will take away the last say of the first nation. Will you agree when I say that? I don't know what is with me. But also, Sakina, is that uh, I want y'all as presenters, when we do give input, to also press when a guest is not answering the question. Because the last time we had two guests, I think it was Aubrey and my daughter Figeni, and my daughter didn't answer my question, but thanks God, uh, Aubrey answered it when I spoke about land. But let's leave it like that. But we are still waiting for you to give us a platform so that Christ and Oscar give your voice on your leading station about the land issue. Thank you, Sakina. You uh, have been heard and noted. Thank you so much, Cyril in Coxstad. Tolani uh, Numtata, good morning. Morning, Sakina. I think um, I'm on your point, uh, on your side, uh, not that we're forming our own party, that we need to, uh, need to be convinced <laughs> as well. Uh, I'm one of those that I would like to be convinced of this new... Uh, I'm talking from the Eastern Cape. I'm going to use the analogy of the Eastern Cape, and I need to be brief. First, first things first, I think we need to do away with this myth that the ANC has good policies, but there's a problem with implementation. What, 
Good is always good after it has been tested. We can't have a situation when we've got policies that have never been tested, and then yet we theoretically work on theory claiming that it is good, but they don't implement it. It's after implementation that you can say something is best. So this thing is always said by even by people outside. But moving to the topic, Eastern Cape from Bizana to Human Stuff, I have uh, using the radius towards my, uh, the, the, the other side of, of the area is on average about 900 to almost 1,000 kilometers apart. And I had uh, people talking about almost like decolonizing Eastern Cape and decolonized by Guazulu Natal and all that. Who came up with that idea that Eastern Cape should be the one that must be dismantled and be included in these provinces? <laughs> Is it because, based on my personal analogy, that we are the former part of the TPVC because most of these things are the areas where we were once an independent country? Now we are being absorbed by the former government. Is the ANC enhancing or introducing something new? Because if we are talking about the development in Gauteng, the development in KwaZulu-Natal, in Cape Town, the former government started that. All they are busy doing in the, the, is just to enhance what has been there. They had the opportunity in the former Transkei to actually do something, improve the infrastructure of the, the former Transkei, the Sky uh, vendor and all that. I'm just put that on. I'm just going to. Has there been new things? There are still people that have got uh, the schools that are still in, in muddy areas since they, they came into power. There are areas that do not have electricity since they came into power. Why are they trying to move now these places to the places that were built by the, by the former government? Somebody needs to tell us. Your guest who represents the ANC should have come, come here with a feasibility study saying this is what we've done as the organization and we think that we want the government to, uh, to sort of test it. But it's not talking from that point. It's talking from a theory, which is their strategy. Right. Thanks so much, Kolani Numtata. Budaza is in Pochevstrom. Good morning. Morning, Sakinawe. Well, and you, Budaza? Uh, I'm good. Uh, I've got a few questions to ask, especially to Mr. Obed. Uh, first question is, what wrong was being picked up from the current process? What wrong did they pick up to come up with that idea? Secondly, did that idea that you present comes from the branch as they normally say, or did it come from, from top to bottom? As they like to impose things, I will make a, a, a clear example. Uh, lastly, when the president was here, it was literally announced in terms of that that he must be to be the name of the current next uh, municipality, which we as a citizen of the both uh, 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 towns, uh, we voted for Tokwe, which, which won. And the premier introduced that while the, uh, the minister of Copta is not even, no, not Copta, the, the, the minister is not even know about the name going to be named J.D. Marx. All right, that is what I, I, I've already picked, that the, the ANC one likes to impose things on people while people are voting against what they say. Uh, the other question is, which province is going to solve which one? Because like the, the previous caller just said, now our province, that's not where it's going to be changed, and then we are going to be named after his name. Uh, 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 that's, that's my, my three questions. Thank you.
Thank you so much, uh, Budaza in Pochevstrom. Okay, let me start this round with uh, Joe Mavuso responding. Mm. Joe, let's pick up there the lack of implementation, the job losses, uh, you know, the model and research that needs to be conducted. Um, your response? On the model of municipalities, I think uh, the caller from Polokwane wanted to know. I think other than that, the Constitution is giving us that directive. But otherwise, it is the decentralization of power and uh, certain functions right to the local level because we need the participation. And I keep on emphasizing this because we are saying the people are the government as well. So that is the model. But also it begins to continue to democratize South Africa um, and then and, and pull together the economies according to the demarcations of municipalities. So that is a model that we are following, and it's very important not to interrupt uh, that, 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 that system. And on the case of uh, Kaya from uh, Richard's Bay on job losses, um, well, uh, I suspect there will be casualties in this regard, but we, we should uh, find a solace in, 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 in the, um, I think the Labor Act of our country that begins to say you need to absorb such people in the other areas. No one can just be declared redundant when there's no proof that where you are moving them, there's no any other area where they can occupy a job. South Africa is suffering a lot of unemployment now. We cannot allow that to begin to. But yes, when it comes to the administration, it's definitely going to be having an impact, and the jobs can begin to be uh, affected in that regard, but not to an extent that people can just lose jobs because uh, provinces have been reduced. Um, someone spoke about the feasibility study. That can begin to give us uh, those areas as well. Mm. Um, yes, the distances of uh, rural areas like uh, Kolani in Umtato was beginning to give us an example, and also talking about uh, policies that are good unless they've been practiced. Well, you can detect a good policy on paper. And, of course, if it can be implemented, it can begin to give us that sense whether it is working or not. And that's the nature of policy. Policy is not like it's sacrosanct. It can be good uh, from the beginning to the end. As, as things develop, as it is implemented, there will be other opportunities that comes in that either begins to give it more effect and sometimes give us unintended uh, other policies around arising from the original policy. So policies are developing from time to time. But yes, on this on this time around, most of the policies that are there, they are in South Africa, they are very good. They just need to be implemented. Mm. Fast running out of time before I get uh, Mr. Bapela to respond. Lindy Wei says irresponsible job creation based on portfolios doesn't work. People's lives should come first. And then uh, SD in the Eastern Cape says whatever you do with the provinces, don't forget our fledgling provinces, Zimbabwe, Swaziland and Lesotho. <laughs> and um, uh, this one from Bill in Durban. Bill says the ANC can't run one, um, so it doesn't really matter uh, 
but they will steal those coffers dry regardless of what you do. And Carolyn Howick says, Sakina, I must submit uh, this is yet another act of desperation by the ANC and it's to ensure re-election. Reducing the provinces to nine in itself is healthy. Uh, political climate uh, with good and transparent governance might have merit. However, and as with the ailing state of the health system that has yet to be remed- uh, remediated, a move uh, to an encompassing national health system is not a good idea. First fix what is wrong. Have nine provinces if necessary, but remove those that year after year have bad audits and are rifled with uh, corruption, riddled with corruption and incompetence. And others also coming through and saying when the ANC is running all nine provinces, it is then that the ANC should discuss the reduction in the number of provinces. Mr. Bapila? Well, in 2007, when the ANC took the resolution, I think it was just one province, if I'm not mistaken, that had escaped in the hands of the ANC. But we are still saying, we are saying, let's then begin to discuss this with South Africans. And very good, useful points arose out of this particular debate. And you will be given an opportunity to do so. And the issue of the the, the quiescent, uh, particularly Cyril, who keeps saying... We have to give Cyril... uh, We are working on it. We have noted him previously. You have noted him previously. But also, Budazwa's question very quickly, um, uh, uh, talking about his point about the imposition of policies. Where did this idea come from? Was it uh, one that came from the branches or was it one conceived at uh, leadership level higher up in the organization? Well, it was when we were doing the 10-year review of South Africa at the time, and then in the 10-year review of Democracy in South Africa, when we engaged with the people, this issue of the provinces arose, and then, and then it went into the ANC policy space, and then in 2007 in Polokwane, then we took that particular decision. Well, that's where we're going to leave it. Thank you so much, Joe Mavuso, political analyst, and uh, Mr. Obed Bapela, NEC member of the African National Congress. Indeed, a very interesting discussion, very and much, uh, we'll say. talk more about this, I am sure, in the months and years to come.